We know how busy teacher life can get, and November offers some extra challenges with the demands of assessment and reporting. It's more important than ever to squeeze in some wellness, so in this episode, we share our favorite practices and how to fit them into your hectic day. Learn more about how breathwork, mindfulness, movement, and meditation support your mental and physical health to keep you healthy and happy during this busy season. Interested in more accountability and support to strengthen your wellness? Join our November Winter Wellness Week for seven days of recorded and live practices with a fun and encouraging community. More information is available at kgeducation.ca slash wellness. Welcome to KG Education's Cultivating Connection podcast, enlightening conversations and guided meditations to inspire and connect educators. I'm Leah Oback. And I'm Devin Caldwell. We're the Kenton Girls, and together we make up KG Education. Through interviews and self-care practices, we'll share our passion for professional learning, wellness, and community to cultivate connections for educators everywhere. We believe that teachers are stronger and more impactful educators when they're connected and cared for, and it's our mission to support you with teaching, technology integration, and teacher wellness. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our website at kgeducation.ca. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. And now for the most recent episode of our podcast. So we know it's a busy time for many of you with this season of assessment and report cards on top of your daily work and pandemic teaching, which we know is taxing on all of us. So in this episode of the Cultivating Connection podcast, we just wanted to share some wellness practices that work for us and also share how you might be able to just fit them into your day, even when it's super busy. Um, So give yourself some grace. Know that if you're in a busy season, um, that it's, you know, still great if you can take five minutes for yourself and look after yourself because we need it, especially in these busy times when it feels like we may not be able to make as much time. Well, and that's one of the reasons we've decided to offer another wellness challenge. Sometimes we just need um, that accountability, encouragement, and support of a group to really encourage us to make time for wellness each day. So our Winter Wellness Week is coming up in November, which we're really, really excited about. And for the first time, we are including a guest instructor as well as a guest speaker. So it promises to be a very exciting week. So if you'd like to join us for Winter Wellness Week, it'll run November 15th to 21st. We'll have daily challenges that include movement, mindfulness, meditation, uh, and you can get all the details at kgeducation.ca slash wellness. So Leah and I have identified a number of practices that work really, really well for us that we like to practice on a daily basis, or at least as often as possible. And, you know, when my life is going really perfectly and well, I might get up in the morning and do all of these things in sequence. And that's how I start my day, which is like a really beautiful way to start my day um, with that strong morning routine, as we've talked about before. However, these are also practices that I can just kind of can select anytime I need a little boost throughout my day. So they're ideal to practice as part of a routine, but they also work really, really well um, just to support yourself throughout the day um, in 30 seconds or five minutes. So the first one we wanted to talk about is mindful breathing. 
Um, so as I'm, a yoga teacher, that's something that I include in a lot of my practices. And Leah, I'll let you speak to your experiences with that first. So my first introduction to mindful breathing um, was actually when one of our uh, school division counselors was offering mindfulness classes for classrooms. So one of my colleagues would come in um, every week or two and teach me and my students about mindfulness, which um, is just the simple act of paying close attention. And one of the exercises she introduced us to was mindful breathing. So paying close attention to your breathing. So I did this alongside my grade one students. Um, and basically it can be as simple as taking a deep inhale, a deep exhale, and then just noticing your breath going in and out for 30 seconds, a minute. If you have longer, that's great. Um, but I love that this was something that I could do um, easily and quickly in my classroom if I just needed a minute, if things were feeling tense or stressful. And it was also a practice I could share with my students. Why do you think this has such an impact for teachers and students, Leah? I think it just has such a nice calming effect to, to refocus us and resettle us because so often the day kind of gets away from us. Like I feel like lots of days I haven't thought about anything other than the thing that is happening like right now and the five things after it that taking that moment um, to focus in on the present and just like kind of reset or refresh has huge, huge benefits for me. Well, and I know that I notice with myself, the busier and more stressed out I get, the shallower my breath becomes. And I'm no longer taking those belly breaths that are really um, filling my body with air. Instead, I'm just breathing in my lungs, which um, is kind of similar to hyperventilating. We talked about that in my yoga teacher training. Something that I've been doing with my university students and with groups of students when I work with them in my role as a resource teacher is I'll say, and this is a great attention getter, if you can hear me, take a deep breath. And you should feel the wash of calmness that flows through your classroom. So I love that technique because it gets the attention of the group and everyone takes a deep breath together. You get to take one. And there's all the benefits of that deep breathing as well as getting the attention of your class. So that's a, a tip that I found really, really useful. Um, as I mentioned earlier, as a yoga teacher, um, pranayama is one of the eight limbs of yoga. And pranayama is a Sanskrit word that translates to control of the breath or attention on the breath. And if you practiced yoga with me before or, or any other teacher, you've probably experienced it. Um, like there's techniques such as alternate nostril breathing, square breathing, bellows breathing, Kapala body breath, Brahmari breath, uh, many different techniques that all share many of the same benefits. So any kind of controlled breath work um, can improve your sleep. So it's great to do at night if you're having a hard time just calming your mind. It decreases stress. So just in that stressful moment, pausing and taking a couple of slow and deliberate breaths. Um, pranayamic practices are also known to reduce high blood pressure, um, improves the function of your lungs, which just makes sense. And lastly, um, enhances cognition, helps you be more sharp and focused, which is a great benefit for your students as well as for you, especially in that busy report card and assessment season. So I think just keep in mind that it can be as simple as 
taking one minute to notice your breath. As you listen right now, you can just take a big inhale, big exhale, and just notice what's going on around you. And then we challenge you to try this with the learners that you work with um, or during your school day, if you just need a minute to just pause, it can take as little as 30 seconds. Just pause, take a breath and see uh, if that changes anything for you. And if you're interested in more, um, more guided breathwork kinds of practices, there's many, many tutorials on YouTube. If you search for pranayama or mindful breathing, there's lots of great tutorials to support you as you explore this. So with mindful breathing, um, that kind of leads into the practice of mindfulness. And you actually did the, the training around that, didn't you, Leah? Yes, I did actually take a teacher training to teach mindfulness. So in addition to mindful breathing, there's lots of other ways to practice mindfulness. Again, just um, giving us the opportunity to focus our attention on something. Um, so I have had um, activities where students pay close attention to the sounds they can hear around them, that we're sitting in silence in our classroom. What's happening out in the hallway or what little noises do they hear? Can they hear their peers breathing? Um, we've also done it with a body scan where we just pay attention to different body parts. Any of those strategies work great for you and for your learners just to take that moment to refocus and reset. And in our previous podcast episode, we interviewed Lisa Bayless and she's a mindfulness expert who spends um, a lot of her time teaching teachers about how to be more mindful in their classroom practices. So if you're interested in learning more about that from Lisa, check out our podcast, as well as her book, Self-Compassion for Educators. She's got so much great information that's in a really accessible format. The last thing we wanted to talk about today was movement. And I think we all know how we feel after a day of sitting. Um, fortunately, as classroom teachers, many of us get to move around the room a lot. But I know since I've switched roles from kindergarten to resource, I sit so much now as a resource teacher, whereas as a kindergarten teacher, I barely ever sat down. So I find for me, it's even more important to build in those opportunities for movement breaks and um, exercise and yoga throughout the day. Yeah, and I think it's just, um, we all know that movement and physical activity is super important for us, uh, but it's easy to neglect, especially when things get busy or stressful. So remember the value of moving your body. Of course, um, as you'll know, if you've listened to other episodes or worked with Devin and I, we love to practice yoga. Um, we love to go for walks or little hikes, uh, especially on a beautiful day. But we also know um, that sometimes our schedules make it very difficult to fit those practices in and it just feels like one more thing. Uh, so keep in mind that there are ways that you can easily fit um, a wellness practice into your day. Um, maybe you are able to wake up in the morning and my favorite would be to start the day with yoga and or a workout before I even go to school. Um, but if that can't happen, other things that might work for you are taking a quick walk um, either on your lunch break or recess break, the few minutes after school. And if you need to go outdoors and take a quick walk down the sidewalk, up and down the hallway, around your school gym, I've done any and all of those. And even just that quick few minutes of movement can have huge benefits and allow you to refocus on your students and whatever work you have to do next. 
Well, speaking of walking at school, um, I don't know many teachers who actually look forward to recess duty, but um, I'm on duty um, once per cycle. And I always challenge myself to see how many steps I can get in in 15 minutes. So it means I'm a better supervisor because I'm really circulating around the playground, but I walk the entire time and just see how many steps I can get in on my recess duty. Um, another way I work movement into my school day is with walking meetings. So um, as a resource teacher, I work closely with my principal. And so if we need to meet, we'll often suggest having a walking meeting instead of just sitting in her office. Um, it means we get to take off our masks and have a mask break, which is wonderful too. And there's all kinds of research that shows there's strong connections between movement and improved cognition and enhanced um, neural pathways in the brain. So consider throwing in a walking meeting during your day if you can make that happen. Another easy way to fit in some movement in your day is to join your class in those movement breaks you give them. So if you happen to put on a dance video or a physical activity video for them, or you have actions to a song, jump in and join them. At least then your body is moving for those few minutes. Um, Devin has also created um, a special practice for the educators in our community that you can fit in in just five minutes during the day. Um, it's part of our teacher wellness toolkit, which is completely free. There's three practices there for you, um, and you can access it at kgeducation.ca slash toolkit. It also includes a breathing exercise or a pause for you. So that would be um, a wonderful way to access pre-made practices that you can use right away. I've designed the five minute stretch break with teachers in mind and you can fit it in in your recess break. You don't need any special clothing or equipment. You don't even need to get out of your chair if you don't want to, but you will feel that much better after, I promise. Now, Leah, I know that you're a big fan of your HIIT workouts. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Oh yeah, my, my favorite ones are Heather Robertson's workouts on YouTube. They're totally free. They vary in length. She's got, you can either sign up and get a monthly calendar of her suggested workout schedule or just pick and choose. She's got playlists made for different um, body uh, areas to target or different lengths of workouts. So I really um, like having those two as an option for the days where I'm ready for a little bit more um, demanding physical activity. So many different ways to get your movement in, whether it's actually a dedicated 30 to 60 minute workout, or it's just sneaking in um, throughout the day and capitalizing on those opportunities that are available to us. So get your body moving, you'll feel better for it. Um, the last practice we wanted to talk about, I think it's the one that's kind of the hardest to get people started on. But once you establish that practice, you begin to crave it every day, just for the way you feel during and after. And that's meditation. And six years ago, when I did my yoga teacher training, we would have to meditate at least once a day for like 20 minutes. And I would just dread it. I'd be like, oh, no, meditation. I'm so bad at meditation. And that's the thing. Like, not many people are good at meditation, unless it's probably your job. Um, like maybe you're a Buddhist monk or something. But um, meditation is a practice. It's, it's a struggle. And it's that struggle that actually yields to the benefits. Every time that our mind wanders, we bring it back. That's the practice of meditation. So Leah, how long have you been meditating for? I would, I would say probably my start with meditation was also when we started practicing yoga together in 2015. And for me, it was like, it felt pretty much impossible. I was not used to like sitting still. 
I was not used to like slowing down my rapid train of thoughts. I thought it was kind of weird. Um, and I like also kind of had the common um, misunderstanding that I like wasn't supposed to think during meditation, which I have since learned is not the case. Like it's impossible not to think. Um, but the goal would rather be just to kind of um, slow down your thinking, not get, let it run away with you and try to just kind of refocus your mind each time you do get off on a tangent. Um, and now it's something I do every day. And I've read so much um, about so many um, like highly effective and high performing people that include meditation as part of their day. And I think teachers um, have a demanding career that requires us to be highly effective. And if that's one thing that we can do, even for a few minutes each day, uh, that it's worth it um, for the, the, the focus and the, the benefits that we receive. Well, I always like to keep up on the research um, surrounding these practices. And there's so much quality research around the benefits of meditation. So if you have a regular meditation practice, you're going to experience a re reduction in your stress levels. Um, it helps you control anxiety. Um, this one is really, really interesting. Um, meditation may reduce age-related memory loss. And this is totally legit. Um, I, if you go to the American Alzheimer's Association's website, they actually have links to their recommended meditations that are supported by science. And the most important one is the Kirtan Kriya meditation. And a Kriya means a movement. So in this meditation, you're actually doing movements with your hands as you breathe and repeat a mantra. And you do that for 12 minutes. And there's actual peer-reviewed studies that support this as an effective tool in slowing the onset of Alzheimer's and age-related memory loss. So I found that so, so interesting. Um, many science-supported um, statements about meditation and how we can access that so simply. Leah, for someone who's listening to this and thinking like, okay, this is all well and good, but how do I actually get started in a way that seems manageable? What would you suggest? Well, for me, the most accessible meditation practices are guided meditations where someone is speaking, there's maybe some background music. And I would also really recommend starting with a short practice, even if it's like a minute or two, don't push yourself to do like a six or 12 minute the first time you try this, uh, that can be really hard, just like we ask our students to build up stamina um, for their practices in the classroom, like um, reading or writing for a certain length of time, we need to, to give ourselves that same time to build up our stamina. And we do have um, resources. I use the guided meditations on the Insight Timer app and Devin has some recorded there as well. If you also scroll back to season one of our podcast, there are guided meditation tracks there you can use again. Um, so just try a guided one first and see how you do. And I would say this is a practice worth revisiting several times. Um, it will be quite possibly difficult and a bit frustrating at the start. Um, but if I can get through it with my busy mind and busy body, I am sure anyone can um, learn to feel the benefits of that practice. Um, another option is to use meditation music. That's something that I've been really into lately. Um, there's different forms of meditation music that can put your brain into different brainwave states. And if your brain is in an alpha brainwave state, that really supports your ability to meditate. And it's really pleasant music to listen to. You can just go on YouTube or Spotify and just search alpha brainwave for meditation. And there's all kinds of music that you can just play as you sit there quietly. 
And that's something you can focus on. And it also is meant to support your brain and in getting into that meditative state. So that's a recommendation too. So to recap for you, um, if you've been feeling the stress and overwhelm of being an educator, or maybe you just want to maintain your wellness and stay feeling great throughout the school year, um, try mindful breathing, paying close attention to your breath or an, an alternate mindfulness practice, um, such as a body scan or just mindful listening to the sounds around you. Make sure you're getting in your movement, even if it's just a few minutes a day. Uh, we know it can be hard to convince yourself to do it, but you almost always feel better after. And if you're open-minded, give meditation a try if you haven't. Um, it's certainly been a huge benefit for us. Uh, and if you would like some practices, um, like we said, with a community, please consider joining us for the Winter Wellness Week, November 20, uh, 15th to 21st. We will have um, recorded mindfulness classes and meditation. Uh, we will have the workout class, we'll have yoga classes, and our guest speaker, uh, Lisa Bayless, who joined us on the podcast last um, episode. So we hope that you will consider joining us for that. Again, more details are at kgeducation.ca slash wellness. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Um, keep taking care of yourself in this busy season. And we'd love for you to join us for our Winter Wellness Week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's topic in the show notes. If you know another educator who'd enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. And give us some feedback too. We'd appreciate your rating and review in the app you're using to listen to this. Keep growing, learning, and taking care of yourself. The world needs educators like you.